Oh, you're good this morning. You've gone all quiet. Well done, class. You're all ready to go, are you? Well, it's great to see you this morning. I really want to welcome you, particularly if you're visiting us today. My name's Matt. My privilege to speak, bring the Word of God to you today. If you can turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4, let me encourage you to always bring a Bible to church. And let me also encourage you to always bring a notebook or something to write on so that you can make a few notes and take away, what you, take away some thoughts that you have, particularly if you feel God strike you with something that you would like to pray about. Write it down, go away, pray about it, think a bit more about it. Or if you have questions, you know, I'm very open to questions. If you ever have any questions about what I'm saying, please do ask me at the end and I'll, and I, and I'll endeavor to answer them. So if you turn to Luke chapter 4, we're going to be looking at verses 31 to 44. And the title of my message this morning is Enter and Experience the Kingdom of God. Enter and Experience the Kingdom of God. I wonder where the most unusual place you have been is. Shout out. Where's, where's, where's the, the best place you've ever visited? Barbados. What, why? why? Why was it the best place? You didn't expect a follow-up question, did you? Warm, sunny, friendly. Anybody else got any thoughts? Places you visited that you felt were really good? Brazil. Why? People are very nice there. People are very nice. Like yourself, like Alex and Susanna and the family. If you are an example of the Brazilians, I'm moving there. <laughs> He's very modest. <laughs> we recently just came back from Wales. Different country. Araf. That's my, that's my only Welsh. My Welsh language extends that far. Araf means what? Slow. We all know it. Everywhere you go, there's, the, there's the, the Welsh, and then there is the English underneath. China. Sean's from Wales, aren't you? And we went to some lovely places there. I highly recommend Swallow Falls, which you recommended. You go there, you think, I tell you, this is quite amazing. You think this is like a wonder of the world. It really is quite amazing. And it's on your doorstep. Just go and visit Wales. It's such a beautiful place there. Now, I've I've paid my dues to the Welsh Tourist Board. <laughs> different places, different countries, I could say different kingdoms, different kingdoms, different places. There aren't many kingdoms left, really, are there anymore? Uh, we're a, we're a, we are literally a kingdom, aren't we now? Now we have King Charles, and that there are certain rules. So the, the, the big difference I noticed about going into Wales was the amount of rain. I know it rains a lot here, and maybe it was just when I went, but it rained a lot. And for that reason, there, were lot, there was lots of beautiful rivers, really beautiful rivers. But you only get them because you get lots of rain. And, there was lots of, and, the, and the countryside was beautiful as well. Again, only because you get lots and lots of rain. That's if you like green. If you like countryside that's more de de like desert, that's fine. You can, you can like that. I like green and verdant and Wales is like that. Different kingdoms, different countries. And today we are thinking about what it is to be in the kingdom of God. There is two kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness 
and the kingdom of God. And they both have different ways of living. When you live in the kingdom of darkness, I'm not saying everybody's evil and horrible that's not a Christian. In fact, many very lovely people you know are not Christians, but they're not in the kingdom of God. Okay? They don't know Jesus. They don't follow Jesus. Thankfully, by the grace of God, he makes his common grace. There is goodness in everyone and everything. That's why the world is a good place on the whole, I would say, to go against the negative news that you always hear. On the whole, you just mentioned a few places. Good people, great places everywhere. But there are two kingdoms. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of, 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 of darkness. The kingdom of God ruled by, by Jesus, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We're following God's ways. And today we're going to be looking at some of the things around the kingdom of God. So let's look at Luke 4, 31 to 44. Then he went to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he taught the people. They were amazed at his teaching because... His words had authority. In a synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an impure spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Go away! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon, when we talk about demon, we're talking about uh, a dark spirit, like an angel, but a fallen angel. There are angels and demons, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light. And here we're talking about a demon that's, that's oppressing someone, that's uh, affecting their lives, this person's life, and, and this demon is being cast out by the, by the words and authority of Jesus. This may be new to you, it may not be new to you, but it sounds, it's quite exotic, isn't it? But it's, this, is the, this is the truth that we're reading this morning. The demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, what words these are, with authority and power, he gives orders to impure spirits, and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. Then we talk about healing. Jesus, then verse 38, Jesus left the synagogue, went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. And they asked Jesus to help her, and he bent over her, rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. In the, blo- the devotions this week, I'm going to be making comments on, on a lot of this, some of this stuff. Um, so I, I can't comment on everything. So please do use the devotions this week. You know where they are, on the website. Go there, click on teaching, and you'll find the devotions there. You can read it or you can watch it, however you like. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness. And laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, 
Demons came out of many people, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. The Messiah meaning the promised king. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. We're going to read what it means by this. And again, I'm not going to comment too much today. He's talking about prayer. Jesus goes to a place to pray. So at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. People were looking for him. And when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns also. Because they, that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Notice those words about the good news of the kingdom of God. And that's particularly what I'm going to talk about today. And what's the lesson I want to teach us today is this. The good news of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom means that we can receive the king, enter and experience the kingdom of God right now. I'll say that again. The good news of the kingdom of God means that we can receive the king, enter and experience the kingdom of God right now. So the good news of the kingdom firstly means that there is a good king that we are to receive. We need to receive the king. And who is the king? That was very poor. Who is the king? Jesus. Jesus. Yes. We're seeing Luke is presenting Jesus to us from his birth, his conception, miraculous conception by the Holy Spirit, his birth, the angels, the shepherds, the Christmas story, all of that stuff has led up to this moment. And he's presenting Jesus as the Messiah, the Christ, the king who has come into the world. Jesus is God and man. He's come into the world. Phil Phil read it in his reading. Although he was equal with God, he did not use equality with God to his own advantage, but made himself nothing, becoming a man, becoming a servant, and dying on the cross. That's what Phil read from Philippians 2, wasn't it? This is Jesus. He is the king. So to enter the kingdom of God, you need to receive the king. Jesus, you've got to say, Jesus is Lord. Have you said Jesus is Lord? And that, as you can infer from that, that means that affects everything, doesn't it? Phil mentioned about we worship God with our money. Well, if Jesus is Lord, he's Lord over our bank books. Not any books, whatever you call it nowadays, however you want to put it our digital banking app. He is Lord over your use of everything. Food, drink, relationships, sex, what we read, what we don't read, the websites we go to. Everything is under the lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be in the kingdom of God. If I go to France... I will drive on the left-hand side of the road in the kingdom of the United Kingdom. No, no, the right-hand side of the road. None of you responded. You were 
It's like you're all asleep. They're all going, he, he's saying it confidently, so he must be right. No, just because I say things confidently doesn't mean I know what I'm talking about. You should know that by now. Driving in France, you go on the right, guys. Come on. You know that. I just, you know, if you're going to France this week, don't blame me, all right? On the right, in the kingdom of United Kingdom, you drive on the left. In the kingdom of God, you're coming under the authority of King Jesus in everything. And how do we know what his will is? We know it through Scripture, the Bible. It's through what is written in his word that we're looking at today that we know what. And that's the reason why it's so important that we don't allow people to rob us of our confidence in the Bible. Commas, who are trying to say things like, oh, you can't believe that in the Bible. You can't believe that. You can't. And that's nothing new. Friends, we're not living in an age which is particularly different from any other age. We've got our own challenges, our own difficulties. They're just the challenges of our age. And every Christian has to deal with your own issues of your own day and seek what it means to live in the kingdom of God in your day. And that, you know, what I'm saying is it's, we've got to come under the authority of the word of God. And as I've said, if you've got questions, I or a mature Christian in the church, your community group leader, will be very happy to talk with you about those questions you have. But don't just hide your... If you have questions and doubts and concerns, talk to someone about it. Don't just hide it away, okay? It's important to talk about things. But the good news, firstly, is that we've got to receive the king. And we have, throughout uh, Luke so far, lots of different responses. We have the response of Mary, his mother, the young virgin, and the, the angel comes, says, you're going to give birth to the son of God. And she says, what? That's Greek for, you know, what? She, she, that's what she says. But in the end, she says, I am your servant. We have the response of Elizabeth, the relative who worships God because Jesus is coming into the world. We have the response of Zechariah, who initially is doubting. His response isn't very good. But then he comes to a place. This is um, Elizabeth's husband. He comes to a place of faith and praises God that Jesus is coming into the world. We have the response of the shepherds, who are the outcasts of his day. People who despise the shepherds. But they come. God comes to them. The angels come to them. They say, Jesus is going to be born. The Son of God is going to be born. And they worship and they go to Jesus. How are we going to respond? We have the response of Simeon in the temple. And he worships Jesus and praises God. We have the response of Anna who worshipped God because Jesus has come into the world. We have the response of John the Baptist who says he must become greater, I must become less. I am not the Christ. He is the Christ. Worship him. Don't worship me. Are we doing that? How are we responding? Are we trying to be the center of attention in our lives? Are we trying to be the center of attention on social media? Are we trying to be the center of attention in our, in every, in our workplaces? Or are we seeking to serve and as best we can bring Jesus and make him the focus? In wisdom, of course. The devil... We've got the response of the devil here, haven't we? And the devil hated Jesus. And as we read and we saw a couple of weeks ago, did all he could to tempt Jesus. 
away from obeying his father. We have the response of those in his hometown of Nazareth who patronized him, but then finally came to a point of hating him and trying to kill him. Many are amazed, as we've read through today, at his miracles, but they have all got to come to a place. Are they going to receive Jesus? And for all of us, have you received the king? Have you received the king? Is he your Lord? And how do I know if I've done that? It's not a feeling, is it? It's not like I, I feel, I feel things. I, I like singing Christian music. I like the tune. I like you know, what I I like church community. I you know what the way you know if Jesus is your Lord is that you're regularly saying sorry for the mess-ups we make all the time. In the kingdom of God, we make mistakes all the time. And King Jesus is good and forgives. And you know if you're in the kingdom of God because you keep on seeing that you keep going away from King Jesus. And he keeps saying, come back, come on, come back, prodigal, come back. You come back, he receives you. Confession of sin, turning from sin, repentance from sin. We all make mistakes, but we're in the kingdom of God if we love Jesus. And what I mean by that is we're seeking to follow him in concrete ways in our lives. So we need to enter the kingdom of God by receiving the king. And we need to experience the kingdom. Experience. So if you're in, if you're in France... You'll ex- I remember going there a little while ago. Well, this is a long time ago, actually. Having some lovely mussels. This was, this was how long ago was it? We went to, with, you know, it's, it's like 20 odd years ago. Having some lovely food, I said recently. But you go to different countries, you enjoy the different food, don't you? Different languages, different cultures. You enjoy the different places that you go to, different, different things, different ways of doing things. And we can experience the kingdom of God right now. And we're seeing that. What we've read in Luke chapter 4 are some of the things that happen in the kingdom of God. We're seeing healings, aren't we? That's what happens in the kingdom of God. We're seeing demons being cast out. That's what happens in the kingdom of God. I'm going to go through them. So firstly then, in the kingdom of God, we experience acceptance of being citizens in the kingdom. If you're in the kingdom of God, God wants you to experience his love. He wants you to know you're in not only a citizen, but in his household. Adopted into the family of God. God wants you to experience that. You see Jesus in his ministry saying to everyone, you can all come to God through me. You are all welcome. No one is off limits. No one is rejected unless you are proudful and unbelieving. And you see that. He wants us to know the acceptance of being a, a member of the citizen, a citizen of the kingdom. When Jesus was born, it says 
says this, Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He is your Savior. He loves you. He died for you. He wants you to... Again, this is not just a feeling or an emotion. It can be. We can feel these things. But it's also an objective truth that Jesus... How great is the love the Father has lavished on us. He talks about the, that Jesus went to the cross and demonstrated his love on the cross. And the more we focus on these objective truths and worship, as Phil said, magnify them, then our hearts and experiences will change. So to, firstly today, if you, are, if you haven't accepted Jesus as, as your king, accept Jesus Say, Jesus, I'm turning from leading my own life. I want you to lead my life. And secondly, if you're a Christian today, God wants you to know his acceptance if you are in the kingdom of God. Moving on. He wants you to experience his presence. There's a lot in Luke about the, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus promised in Acts 1, 4-5, which is also written by Luke, I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. And we see the Spirit of God involved in the conception of Jesus. We see the Spirit of God coming uh, on Mary, coming on Elizabeth, coming on Zechariah. We see the Spirit of God coming down in the form of a dove on Jesus at his baptism. And Jesus promises us that you will receive the presence of the Holy Spirit. And now the Holy Spirit is Jesus' presence with us. He is God with us, Emmanuel. And if so if you are in the kingdom of God... You, need to experience, you can experience the presence, his presence right now. And you know that you can experience that presence by asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit and asking a friend to pray for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And waking up each morning and saying, Lord, please fill me with your Holy Spirit. So much I could say about this, but we've said if you're in the kingdom of God, he wants you to know he's, you're accepted. Secondly, he wants you to know his presence. Thirdly, victory over the devil. As we saw in the beginning, this is a big subject. I, I, I'm sure you'll you appreciate won't you? Healing, casting out demons, these are a big subject for me to touch on in two, three, four, five minutes. But I'm going to touch on them. That's all I can do. I tell you a good book, actually, is... Um, Dave Devonish's Demolishing Strongholds. It's a very good book on this subject. The Bible is a great book on this subject. And we've just read it in Luke, haven't we, about Jesus casting out demons and the demons knowing who Jesus is and shouting out and him casting out the demons and people becoming free from demonic powers. And this is the sort of stuff that should be amongst us. As Christians, it's in the Bible. We said we believe the Bible, so this is the sort of stuff that should be amongst us in church life. But we should experience victory over the devil. 
And this is a broad subject. But let, remember two weeks ago we talked about, we saw at the beginning of Luke chapter 4, how Satan tempted Jesus for 40 days in the wilderness. Do you remember that? Do you remember us looking at that? Yeah. And we talked about that. And we saw how Jesus used the Bible to overcome Satan. When Satan said, if you are the son of God, do this. If you are the son of God, if you are the son of God, Jesus just said, it is written this. And he overcame Satan using the word of God. Let's not forget that. In talking about overcoming demonic powers in the kingdom of God, as children of God in the kingdom, use his word when your thoughts are assailed by demonic... Sometimes they say, do I know it's of the devil? Do I know? Now, these are questions that no one can really answer, can they? If it's bad and it's against God's love for you, if you're being assailed by horrible thoughts, just pray against it. And just, 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 you know, just pray. But use the word of God as that shield of faith. Let's not forget that. And we see here that Jesus also prayed for people to be delivered from demonic powers. And those two things, you're going to be using the word of God to protect yourself. If you're counseling someone and they're saying, I'm having these thoughts, I'm having these thoughts, I'm having this temptation, you're going to be using the word of God to counsel them. The word of God teaches this. This is the truth. And that's counseling, isn't it? Bringing people to the word of God and the truth of God's word. But we also pray for people who are being oppressed by demonic powers. Oftentimes, as we see here, that may manifest itself. So we see here that the, de the demonic power within the person, within the man, shouted out and revealed the presence of that demonic power at such times. We just need to calmly pray for people in the name of Jesus. I say to you, demonic power, go. In the name of Jesus. Remember, we're praying in the name of Jesus because Jesus is the authority. He's the king. And we are in his kingdom. We're his representatives. And we're praying in his name. We are his ambassadors. We carry his authority in the sense that we are speaking in his name. So pray for people in the name of Jesus that dark and demonic powers would leave. This is a sensitive subject. And I would suggest if you are wondering to yourself, am I being oppressed by demonic powers? Why don't you talk to a leader? Talk to me, Helen, Jem, Susie. Talk to your community group leader about that. And we will seek to wisely pray with you and counsel you. So if you're in the kingdom, though, we should be experiencing victory over demonic powers. Their temptations and oppression being removed from our lives. Healing is another thing we should experience in the kingdom of God. Healing. When we talk about the kingdom of God, we're talking about that future age. In the, when Jesus comes again, he is going to, he's coming into this world that's fallen. 
And he's going to remove all, all sin and all the effects of sickness and all the effects of the fall at that time. And the kingdom of God will come in its fullness in the universe and all creation. And at this time, we experience a taste of that future right now. And healing is an experience of that. Let me say that again. The kingdom of God is fully coming when Jesus comes again. And all the effects of sin and the fall at that time will be removed. But right now, we can experience the kingdom. Right now, we can experience victory over darkness and victory over healing, over, over sickness through healing. So we need to be praying for the sick. Ask people, someone, do you mind if I pray for you? Let's be really thoughtful about the people we're praying for. Let's seek to serve them. This is not about us, friends, making us feel good about ourselves, that I am a truly spiritual person because I'm praying for the sick and I'm praying for people who have demonic oppression. I'm a real minister. You know, I'm bolstering my own self-confidence or something. No, we're serving the person and the people and we're asking them, do you mind if I pray for you? Can I pray for you? If they say, I'd rather you didn't, you say, okay, that's fine. I'll just, do you mind if I pray on my own times in the morning? I often like to pray for people. I'm sure they'll say yes. But let's be respectful of people. We're not coercive. We're not oppressive. We pray for people who want to be prayed for. And we pray for them according to the faith that we have. So let's pray for people who are sick. We see it here, don't we? Jesus praying for the sick. Likewise, we can experience the kingdom now by praying for the sick. And we may have to persevere in that. It, I mean, I don't know about your experience. My experience is I pray for people who are sick, and oftentimes they are not healed right here and right now. Oftentimes God uses the process of natural healing. It's still God working. That's my experience. You can challenge me on that experience, it's my experience. You, your experience may be different. I don't think it is. I think your experience, if you're like me and you pray for the sick, is that you see people healed and you don't see people healed. Let's live in the love of God and let's keep persevering. Let's not get condemned. Let's not condemn ourselves if we're not healed. Let's not condemn ourselves if we pray for people and they're not healed. Remember who God is, right? He's your Father who loves you. Let's not allow the devil to rob us of that truth just because when we pray for people, they're not healed straight away or we're not healed straight away because the devil would want to lie to us and separate us from God, make us feel bad about ourselves. Again, there's lots I could say about that. I'm going to move on. Another thing we experience in the kingdom, not only deliverance from darkness, not only um, deliverance from healing, from sickness, rather, we also experience holiness. In the kingdom of God, we grow in holiness, or what we call sanctification. And it's very similar to healing. Often people, we separate these things up. That's sanctification, this is healing of the body. Let me just point that out to you. When Jesus comes again, 
you will never sin again. Do you understand that, right? When Jesus comes again, you will never sin again. But right now, do you suffer with, do you suffer with temptation? Raise your hand. Okay? Likewise, we suffer with physical frailty in this age. I, I forgot my glasses today. Do you know what? A little while ago, I had the best eyesight ever. I could read anything. I've still got good long sight, long vision. But nowadays, I'm, I think now I'm, how old am I now? 49. Now I'm 49. My eyes are also 49. And they're letting me know about it. Why am I saying that? I'm saying in this world, our bodies, but we also suffer with temptation. But when Jesus comes again, but we do have a taste of that future kingdom now. We experience it now. We experience healing and we also experience sanctification. Growth in holiness. Temptations are no longer as strong as they were. We will always suffer with temptation, friends. We will always suffer with temptation with lust. Temptation for greed and power. Temptation to control people and control things. These things are not new. You know, the news is full of it, isn't it? We've just had this recent thing with the BBC, haven't we? Another thing. Don't be surprised. There's going to be more stuff like that in the future because, trust me, no inquiry is going to change human fallenness. Now, of course, we should have rules in place and we should do all we can to stem those things. But you and I, this side of heaven, will, will have temptation. But in the kingdom of God, we experience growth. And we particularly experience that growth if we Commit to church, commit to reading his words, commit to being in fellowship, we will grow, particularly. Finally, in the kingdom of God, we experience the ways of the kingdom. The good works. We're called to be salt and light. This is what John said about to the people coming to him. Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. Anyone who has food should share with, do the same. Even the tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect more than you are required to. He told them, to the sol then the soldiers came to him and asked, what should we do? He replied, don't extort money. Don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. So you can see there, in the kingdom of God, to experience the kingdom of God, there's growth in the ways of the kingdom in our lives. Not only a victory over demons, not only healing, but also we should be salt and light in the places God has put us. If you're in school, college, if you're a teacher, if you're in an office, wherever you work nowadays, if you're if you're a stay-at-home mother, if you, whatever you are, you're called to be salt and light there. That's as a citizen of the kingdom. So we've covered a lot there, haven't we? The good news of the kingdom means that we can, and the band's going to come up, we can receive the king, enter, and experience the kingdom of God right now.
Have we received the king? Stand together. Have we received the king? Are we saying, yes, Lord, I want to follow you? Perhaps that's a fresh commitment you want to make today. Jesus, I'm not going to be like those in my hometown. Jesus, I'm going to be like Mary. Jesus, I'm going to be like Elizabeth. I want to be like those who received you as king. I want to experience your kingdom by being filled with the Holy Spirit and experiencing your presence. Perhaps you want to be, you ask the Spirit to fill you again today. You want, maybe you want to experience the kingdom through healing. Perhaps you want to be prayed for today to be healed. Or you're, you're just being assaulted in your mind and temptations and you're wondering, are demonic powers assailing me at this time? Get prayed for today experience the kingdom of God finally as we leave this place let's remember that we're going out as citizens of the kingdom to help others to know this king and to experience this kingdom to be salt and light and a great influence wherever God has put us so I said a lot there let's worship Jesus together